Good evening and welcome. Hello. It's time for us to have a lovely time. I've eaten my dinner so my tummy is happy. I'm now 42 so I don't wear a nappy. Ed is a grown-up and Mark is a man. <laughs> Joe drives a van but the other two are children. Because they're like Peter Pan. Peter Pan. They're the boys who grow up with a bull. Section podcast isolation. The Horn Section Podcast Isolation. The Horn Section Podcast in Isolation. The Horn Section Podcast. Hello. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. And a word from our sponsor, Jugsy. Bark. Jugsy. You gonna bark? Put the headphones on him. He can't hear me. Oh, Jugsy looks so thin. Hit him on the face. Jugsy. Because he's withering away, isn't it? Yeah, it's mm. very close to the end of his life. Jugsy's gone. He's dead. No, he's good. He's he's back. Is back. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello Alex. Alex. I'm now Hi, going mate. to do. Oh, hello, Will. I'm now going to do an opening monologue, um, which I accompany myself on my new instrument. Hi, everyone. I'm talking to you today with my mouth. You're listening to me with your ears. And so the things that I thought of are going to travel from my mind via my throat and lips down some electric tubes into your physical tubes and then up into your mind as well. Our minds are connected, and so, if you think something quick enough, it should be able to travel back down those same tubes into my mouth and up into my mind as well. We are one. That is my opening monologue. Everyone all right? (laughs) What's your new instrument? I got got given this. What is it? Sounds lovely. It's like an Indian drum. Is is it a hang? No, it's an Indian drum. Hang drum? So, Mark, would you mind doing some lovely humming so I can check in on all, all your smaller bandmates? Cool. Oh, okay, the, pian- nice. the pianist first. Yes. Hello. Hello. Please tell me which which part of your body you're most proud of. Um, my hands, I think. Well, I, th- I think uh, they could be. Um, I think I could be a hand model. Really? Yeah. I've got I've, my nails. Although I bite them, look absolutely perfect. So just cut everything out except for the hands in the picture. Yeah. Yeah. Willip, Quite same question to you. Oh, sorry, is there more? Is there more from the pianist? No. no. Uh, Willip, same question to you. A hand. Hand. Hands, most, my hands. Most proud of... Hand, no, hand no, which part of Ed's body are you most proud of? Oh, it's hands. Oh, hands. Uh, ben, different question to you. Yeah. What do you, th- what do you think of Mark? Sexy. His humming, sorry. Sexy. And Joe, which part of Mark's body are you most envious of? Oh, it's an easy one, isn't it? Yeah. Big tummy. Big old tummy. <laughs> All right, well, it's a great start. <laughs> You'd have a lot of fun with that, wouldn't you, Joe? Oh, I'd give it a good old sort of jiggle around and a slap. And all that. <laughs> is, is, that the, is that the first thing you'd do with it if you had it? Definitely, yeah. Jiggle, <laughs> slap. Rest a pint on it. <laughs> Can you rest a pint on it? It's not far off, is it? Well, as we try. okay well look we're going to start with a song uh and we're going to start with mark and joe you two are best friends and you've been playing together this week is that right yeah yes is it time for us to hear the song and get the podcast rocking i think so hell yeah hit it Restaurant for two. Two? Do you think that'll do? Hmm. Not really, no. Cos where are Alex, Ed, Will and Ben meant to go? So you think I should book for six? 
Well, yes, we should include those pricks. <laughs> but isn't six rather early? Especially considering Will's awful journey. Ah, Will lives in Hastings. OK, then should I book for eight? Why are you bringing extra mates? <laughs> no, I don't think that we're allowed. Remember, we're obliged not to overcrowd. Oh, yeah, good point. Well, I'm so glad I phoned to check. I didn't think it would be so tricky. You know I'll always try to help. And aim to fix things in a jiffy. Oh, wait, were you talking about how many people were coming? I was, yeah. What were you talking about? Oh, uh, I, I see what's happened here. We've got time, time and persons mixed up. Oh, that old peanut. That old, that old dilemma. <laughs> that old bear trap. Never mind. Let's say 7.30. It's my best, my favourite song I've ever heard. That (laughs) completely unnecessary last forty-five seconds, though. Thanks. That's my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) If you want it. Well, that was a super song. Yeah, very nice. But (laughs) it's over now, so we're going to move on because we've got a special one-person guest audience today. Why don't you all say hello to Mr. Mike Watson? Mike Watson. Hello. Hello, Mark Watson! Hello, Mark Watson! Hi, Alex. Would you like to do some small talk with me? Yeah, I can do, yeah. Um, Don't don't have to. How's the... I I would say I like your wallpaper, but I've seen it it quite a bit, of course. You can still say it. I do like your wallpaper. I like your stripes. Stripes? Yeah, from the lampshade. The lampshade cards. Oh yeah, it's quite. Look at that. Stripes on your walls. I mean, that's mm. nice, isn't it? Look, if I um, sort of. All very visual this for the podcast. Like, that's fine. Twist it around. Oh, you, can, you can. I mean, listener, yeah. you should. You should really see this, listener. The light comes Spit out. It's absolutely beautiful. Fantastic. Yeah. Still, you can't is see it, that. Is it worth sending out a Zoom invite to everyone listening? Yeah. How do we do that? Should we just get them in the waiting room? I think it's a case of a Zoom invite to everyone listening. Yeah. Well, I, I can read out the Zoom invite that we're on. Yeah. So it's yeah, go for it. And the okay, part, you'll so need the password as well. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash US zero two web dot zoom dot US. And most people will, like they'll already have this bit on their computers because if you've done a Zoom call, that'll be ah, stored. In, yeah. So, so should I not say that stuff? That I no, said? I think it's still worth doing. Forward slash eight eight five zero one eight nine two two. Two four question mark PWD equals WW14NM. Some of these are lowercase. One H S E PWV WDX MENX NK TBZOY five Z Z zero nine. Yeah, and then you're in, and then uh, Bob's your uncle basically, and then you well, can see my passcode two three two three seven one six two. The passcode. Oh yeah. And then they need to wait for you to let them in as well. Yeah, yeah, I'll let them in. I'll see that they're in the waiting room, and they will become one of the participants. Yes. And they can see the lamp, and then off they go. I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't think we need them actually, but the lamp is worth it. It's worth a look. Yeah. And that was small talk. We have had some small talk. We're going to uh, start, if that's all right, by talking about your seminal piece of music. This is a music podcast, Mark. It's all about music. It's all about music, and your seminal piece of music is, of course, the trampoline song. Yes, it's almost my only piece of music, really. Please, can you explain to us what the trampoline song? 
is, and then singing as much of it as you can, please. Thank you. It's a Bouncy Castle, really, isn't it? Oh, is it a Bouncy Castle song? Yeah. That's right. But in a way, I suppose you can make a case that a bouncy castle is just a massive trampoline, can't you? Well, I think I have done in my head for the last... How many times have we done that? Well, the last seven years? Eight years, maybe? Yes. The thing is, I've only ever written one song, so every time I guessed it on the horn section, I basically had to do that, and um, I never had a tune... Well, I had a tune for it, but I never had sort of instrumental backing. I didn't play an instrument, so being on with the horn section really allowed me to kind of explore the musical potential of it. Well, it was was a... um... Autobiographical song. Yes. Right? So it starts on the bouncy castle, on the bouncy castle, on the bouncy castle, on the bouncy castle, and then you do that for sort of ages. Um, mm. And the band is sort of going bob 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 bob. Yeah, and you're going on the bouncy castle. And not if I can get away with it, I do three or four verses where I'm just going on the bouncy castle. I haven't uh, performed it for years, but this is the sort of thing you do at maybe a festival gig where people are expecting a bit of kind of music and then so you've done this without the band have you yeah i have i've done it a cappella, and oh, wow. um, when it starts people are sort of clapping along and after a couple of minutes of it they think well i don't know about this really i hope this sort of moves on a bit uh, but it so, does move on um yes yeah we're keen to hear that now i think i believe the gist of it is on the bouncy castle on the bouncy castle so this goes on for a while bouncy castle yeah. on the ba- and then at a certain point you go on the bouncy castle i'm bouncing around i'm having an amazing time you can fall over, and so on. On the bouncy mm. castle, I'm having the So at the moment, it could be a trampoline, in fairness to me. Actually, it could be, yeah. But mm. I suppose where it differs from a trampoline is there's, there's another character in the song. Ah. Um, then the, the, the key moment of the song is it goes, On the bouncy castle, I can see a girl. The girl is from my school. I like the girl. On the bouncy castle, I'm bouncing towards the girl. On the, the bouncy castle, oh, yeah. I'm bouncing on... towards the girl. I'm just joining in. Oh, yeah, now. on the bouncy on castle. On the bouncy castle. On, on the bouncy castle. I'm bouncing towards the girl. I'm next to the girl. I've grabbed the girl. On the <laughs> bouncy castle. I've been asked to leave the castle. I've been asked mm. to collect my shoes. Things have gone wrong. On the bouncy <laughs> castle. I'm in the car home. My dad is very quiet. This is a shame. And then the last bit goes, on the bouncy castle. On the bouncy castle. On the bouncy castle. Apparently it's just for kids. Which, and of course, that's it. Oh. Mm. Sinister ending. Bit of a dark ending, and really that's mm. just for the sort of, um, that's for the crowd. But it is true that when I was a kid, I went on a bouncy castle and sort of got too excited because of the mm. bouncy and just, yeah, grabbed. I mean, I wasn't, I don't think it was a sinister thing at the time, but I just sort of basically uh, hurled myself at a girl because we were all bouncing around. And, um, Your Honour. Is that what you meant to say? Your Honour? Your Honour. Sorry, we were yeah. all bouncing around. Your Honour. And um, I think I felt like it was a bouncy castle, anything goes, but it turns out mm. some things still, still don't go. I guess what you should always think in that situation is, would I do this Would I do this if the castle wasn't bouncy? That's right. Would so I do if this if, if I was just in Edinburgh Castle, for example? Yes, yes, or Windsor Castle. But at the time, I was about 10 or, or maybe younger than that, and I didn't, I'd only been in castles that were bouncy, I think. I don't think I knew that a, <laughs> actually a lot of castles are static. I see. You thought all castles were bouncy. When I saw pieces of castles, I assumed that they bounced, yeah. It's a bit like celebrity squares. I think that should just be called squares because you don't get amateur squares (laughs) or or public squares. It's true. It's time for a question from the band. Mark, you know the band. um, Yes. But I don't know how well you know them and you might not be able to remember all their names. Mm. So it might be quite fun if I say to you, who do you want a question from? Well, there's another one of the band called Mark for a start. Ah, So I don't mind going with that. Here is a question. From Mark Brown. I was told yesterday by a friend of mine that your brother 
Paul Watson um, spent some time as a football manager in Mongolia or somewhere. So I didn't know anything about this. So my question to you would be, um, can you tell me all about it, please? Yes. So my brother did a funny old thing where he decided to become, to try to become the world's youngest international football manager. It's sort of slightly Dave Gorman or Danny Wallace-esque quest. And what he did was mm. go to um, the Federated States of Micronesia in the Pacific because he'd heard that they were the, that was the sort of lowest in the world rankings of football that there was. He basically convinced them that he was sort of quite a successful coach in this country. My brother's quite a good footballer, but he had no, um, no credentials. And um, these it's guys, remarkable, a remarkable start to a story. It was absolute nonsense from me. We were on the tube, and my brother said, "I've got this idea for a thing that might be quite fun. Um, just find a country that's so bad at football that I could be in charge of them, and then um, email them." And he made some claims about how he was sort of reasonably well known in London, as if he was sort of Arsene Wenger, for example, or something like that. Yeah, that's reasonably well known in London. He was reasonably well known in London. He, he plays the Palladium, doesn't he? Now, yeah, <laughs> Thing has got uh, some nights at the Apollo coming up, yeah. <laughs> Thing is on Mock the Week next week, I hear. Oh, is he? Oh. Yeah, he... Um, God, I'd love to do that. Mock the Week? Oh, yeah. I think panel shows are great. <laughs> and, uh, well, he did it. He went down there and became the coach of um, this Micronesian island that had never won a game in their history. And he stayed there for about a year. Um, wow. Just to, And he wrote a book about it in the end called Up up Pompeii, because the island was called Pompeii. Ah, uh, so that's why he's called it that. Yeah, he had to, really. I think they probably just wanted him to call that because it's sort of a, a pun and people like that sort of thing. I love that sort of thing. Beware. Warning. Gross material. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just a warning to any listeners who are easily grossed out. The next section of this podcast recording is disgusting, of that there is no doubt. We're a little worried for those who can feel queasy. If I were you, I'd skip the next two minutes, see it's easy. Just a note for those easily grossed out. Warning message complete, over and out. Look, guys... I've been thinking a lot about everything recently, and I think <laughs> I think I might be a gross guy. Maybe Do you know what I mean. Most yeah, guys yeah. are, I think. Is anyone else a gross guy? Not lovely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to tell you my example of being a gross guy, and then you can tell me if you do something similar or worse. Okay. Uh, can we have some beautiful piano, please? Here is my gross story. Our dog Lockie often poos in the garden and then immediately eats the poo and I'm okay with that then quite often she comes in and sits on my lap and I know she's just had a poo and then eaten her poo and I'm okay with that too I don't care and then sometimes she does all that and then licks me in the face and I know that her tongue has just licked up the poo from the garden and it's now licking me and I'm okay with that Yeah. and sometimes I can completely smell the poo that she's just eaten so I'm basically eating the poo as well and I'm okay with that and grossest of all sometimes she eats the poo sits on my lap licks me and then burps in my face and I'm not okay with that I'm actually good with that because sometimes I genuinely like the smell I'm gross is anyone else gross? well I think yes I am I mean I think that's just normal dog ownership I can Thank go you. one better than that because Jugsy once 
run off in the park and run under the trees in the corner of the park in Kennington where all the um, homeless people lived. And then he ate a homeless person's poo. <laughs> God! And came, up, and came up lifting his lips. And it smelt, it smelt quite nice because it had so much alcohol in it and it altered the smell of the poo. I'm a gross yeah. guy. I yeah, you made a you're... donation. Can we can we put a little Caveat. warning? No, a warning. Yeah, you don't have to listen to this bit. Skip forwards. <laughs> Just yeah. dog over. We'll put the, war- put the warning now. You don't have to have listened to that. No, bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have to edit that back in. Is anyone else a gross guy? Nothing like that. No one can compete with them. You two. <laughs> it's disgusting. Well, that was so gross. Let's go back to the chat with Mark Watson. It's time to go back to the music, Mark. Oh, yeah. Back to the music, Mark. As we talk about your daily relationship with music, we've all got one. So what happens, Mark, between waking up and listening to your first music every day? Ah. Up he gets. Oh, here I am. Ah. I'm listening to the music. Oh, you listen to it immediately? No? No, actually, it's quite a long gap because what I don't like to do is um, listen to music first thing in the morning. You know, you get people who are woken up by a uh, radio alarm Guilty. As? Charged. Alex. Listens. To? Early. Music. Yes. That's like when you, do, when you get your phone to do the, uh, the text. <laughs> do you? Is that how you wake up? Yeah, I stick it on straight away, but that's because my wife is on the radio in the morning. So I, mean, I, I was just going to say, you've probably got a slightly different relationship with radio. Yeah. Yeah, the music is sort of just in the way of me hearing what Rachel's up to. It's quite funny, really, that you... Um, your wife gets up so early that she can be your alarm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she could be my alarm if she didn't leave the house and just was my alarm. Yeah. But this sort of works this way. She doesn't wake you up at the time. She leaves the house, goes to a studio, <laughs> starts saying things, and then is your alarm. Yeah. Um, uh, so, Bobby, but Mark doesn't have this system. No, Mark Watson doesn't... Because Mark it feels quite sort of fragile in the morning often and doesn't really like to hear uh, stuff. So he doesn't really put the radio on in the in the morning. Yes. He likes to just sort of have a coffee and by he I mean me really. I yes. I think so. The yes. first normally we put the music on. Mm. We put the radio on at about um, you know you get six music and things like that. Well, we'll put that on at maybe sort of eleven or twelve, and then sometimes listen to the breakfast show, but listen to it after the after the event. But um, when it is the early morning. Yeah, I don't really like it. Sometimes you you have to go to a very very early thing, like a radio thing, or a, and uh, you you get in the car and the cabbie's got the music on, and it's something like walking on sunshine or something very energetic. But it's still only half past seven in the morning, and when that happens, I tend to think, well, this is awful shame actually. Is there a moment in Mark Watson's day when he deliberately selects some music? Yeah, late morning, I think probably. And and what's the process for selecting that music? Mark? Well, it depends on the on the day, but sometimes um, this sounds a bit contradictory. But what I like to do is sometimes just you know I've got a big kind of um, uh, library of iTunes music. Quite often I'll just sort of select that and put it on shuffle. But then the trouble is, loads of the things I don't really want to listen to. So mm. even though it's shuffling, I'll, I'll quite often say I'll put yeah. the computer in charge. But then I'll sort of say no, I don't I don't agree with you actually, and it can take, which is a really inefficient thing to do because it means you have to be constantly changing the music yourself while you're meant to be working. But the alternative to that is making lots of playlists and 
None of us have got time for that, have we? That's what properly efficient people do. I think they have sort of a hundred track playlist. And bit, yeah, exactly. When are you going to do that? They're the sort of people who delete f- photos off their phones <laughs> and make exactly. albums. Oh, They're dear. the sort of people whose apps are in folders like travel apps. But, yeah. <laughs> I can never believe it when I see someone's phone and their apps are all in different folders. No, no. Um, it's time, Mark, for another question from the band. Who would you like? We've had Mark. Who next? Well, I think it's time for Joe. Good old Joe. Okay, the question goes like this. Dear Mark, what's the best thing you've ever bought at Argos? Uh, I think for me it was some dumbbells that I never use. See you tomorrow at the farmer's market. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, so I live pretty close to Joe um, and I do sometimes run into him at the farmer's market on a Saturday morning. Mm. I I don't know exactly where he lives, but it must be. It can't be far away because twice now I've seen him at the farmer's market. So if if he did live far away, then you're starting to be worried. Yeah, because it'd be weird that he was always at the farmer's market. Yeah, and always seeing you. But what about this Argos purchase? Well, the best ever Argos purchase, yeah. Hmm. I think it's, hmm, I don't know. Mm. Actually, interesting, isn't it, Argos? Because they sell absolutely all sorts of stuff. Years Mm. ago, I bought uh, something called a trampette from Argos, which is, you know, a tiny little trampoline just for one, Mm. just for a... Well, we we had one on our little programme. I don't know why my computer's not charging up. Computers are annoying, aren't they? Um, remember, we had one in We Need Answers. We had a yes, trampette. Yes, we did I had have one. Stand behind the desk. Maybe that was your trampette. I can't remember. I bought a trampette from Argos, and basically, it means you you can sort of bounce around on it a bit. Uh, it's not like having a trampoline. It's much more like well, it's like having a trampette actually. Do you get mini versions of bouncy castles? I think you do, don't you? These tiny little ones, mini bouncy castleettes. A tiny bouncy castle. I think I've seen one. A bit pointless. Right, you've answered that very well. In yeah, terms I once of... got a trumpet, Joe. Oh, yep. Yeah. In terms of your own music, Mark, you play the drums. Yes, I haven't played for years, actually, but I did get to play on Taskmaster, of course. Did you have lessons? Well, when I was a, when I was a um, young gentleman, I didn't. I just sort of taught myself to play, and a, with a, a friend of mine had a drum kit, and um, I learned to play on his kit. The thing is, I couldn't have a drum kit myself because he lives in the countryside. America. Yeah, in America. He, uh, well, Somerset, yeah. So he was able to sort of... You could make lots of noise at his house. But where I lived, you couldn't really make that much noise, so you couldn't really have a drum kit. So you're self-taught. Self-taught, but not very good, because I could only play the drums on a Friday night when I went to Robert's house. But despite that, your drumming, as you've suggested, culminated on a song on the telly, and the song was called... Do you remember the name of the song? Yes, it's called I'm Always Seeing You Do Cool Stuff. I'm Always Seeing You and, Do Cool uh, Stuff. And Nish Kumar and I wrote it. Kumar, yes, he wrote it. Well, he played the guitar, mm-hmm. and uh, he came up with the tune. My job was just to make uh, make up the the words quite quickly. Yeah. Yes, it was a song about a lady called Rosalind, who you'd met twenty minutes before singing the song. Yes, we had to ask her questions and gather data about her, and then make a a song about it. Your biggest hit, I suppose. Is it bigger than Is it bigger than Bouncy Castle? Yeah, I think so. I think it's probably the most. Um, the most impact I've made on the musical world. And actually, it was in the last episode of that series. In fact, it was the last task of that series, I think. The lyrics are pretty special. I mean, the first one is very serendipitous with where you were. The first line is, I saw you translate a poem from Japanese. Great first line. Something, but you, wrote, you did it with such ease, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll do each line. You see if you remember the next line. I will, yeah. I saw you judging long jump at the athletics. Something, Some. I think that we rhymed it with, Pathetic, I think. I felt so low because at sport I'm just pathetic. Yeah, that's right, yeah. I'm always seeing you, you do, do cool stuff. stuff. I try my best, but it's... Never good enough. I saw you watch the Hangover DVD. That's right, This is that was her favourite film. Mm. Now, what would we rhyme that with? Well, it's an interesting one, this. 
something about was it part three or no? yes but i was busy with the hangover part three so it doesn't make as much sense as not really the other ones. you would already watch the hangover if you were watching part three yeah and then we have the first actual joke i saw you listening to the mozart symphony ah this is the thing uh, my attention span is whoops look at that tree which is yeah. niche thought of that actually yeah it's very funny very funny uh and then the final verse i want to serve you beans on toast ah it's something to do with um oh well, now hang on the last bit is about a husband i think um but it's a fantasy it oh is it something boast an empty boast nothing but a boast i'll give you that and the final one you're right you cut co- you come from southport i live miles away in balham i'm a coward and i fear the wrath of alan i remember that alan being a yeah. husband um i don't think either nish or i lived in balham at the time but we saw an opportunity to to rhyme a london district with alan and i think we could all imagine either of you living in balham she did live fine. in Southport, that much was true. Mm. But we, we sort of had to bend the truth so that we could rhyme with Alan, which sometimes as a songwriter, uh, you have yeah. to do. You know what? I might say this sentence now. And let's hear the whole song right now. One, two, three, four. Oh, yeah. I saw you translate a poem from Japanese. It looked so tricky, but you did it with these. I saw you judging long jump at the athletics. I felt so low cause it's born, I'm just pathetic I'm always seeing you do cool stuff I try my best but it's never good enough I saw you watch the Hangover DVD But I was busy with the Hangover Part 3 I saw you listening to the Mozart Symphony But my attention span is, hey look at that tree Two, three, four. I'm always seeing you do cool stuff. I try my best, but it's never good enough. I want to serve you beans on toast, but it's a fantasy, it's nothing but a boast. You come from Southport, I live miles away in Ballum, and I'm a coward and I feel a rather valid. I'm always seeing you do cool stuff. I try my best, but it's never good enough. Good enough. One more time. I'm always seeing you do cool stuff. I try my best, but it's never good enough. It went down very well. Some of the comments on YouTube uh, could crack the top 40 was one. Lennon and McCartney, Morrissey and Marr, Kumar and Watson. Fair. And then somebody, I assume this was written in ridiculously short time, and yet it is genuinely good. Astonishing. You really should give this a go and do more. And I agree with that comment. You should do more, and we will do more, after the next question from a band member. Who next? Well, I suppose it's a case of Ben now, is it? Because we know his name. Yeah. Ben says... Hi there, Mark. Ben the drummer here. The name Mark is ranked in the top 250 most common names in the UK. Watson is the 46th most common surname. Do you sometimes wish you had a slightly more unusual name? And if so, what would you go for? Bye. Well, I suppose I quite... I think Mark is quite a good name. I like being called Mark, but it might be fun to have a slightly more unusual name, yeah. I remember um, my parents used to get the um, Reader's Digest. You know the Reader's Digest? I know the Reader's Digest. Yeah, you used to get the Reader's Digest. And I think the editor or someone was called Tom Champagne. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't mind being called Mark Champagne. I think that would be pretty good because then that would be quite a memorable surname. Well, I'll call you that for the rest of this, shall I? My um, name is Mark Champagne. 
<laughs> oh, I think I'll always laugh when you say that. I think it wouldn't be bad as a performer to have a name that people thought, yeah. there's, that, there's that guy called Mark Champagne. Mark Champagne, it, it just gets me every time. Okay. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? <laughs> say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, guys. It's time for a game now. Oh, I love uh, a game. It's, it's a game I think uh, Ben Reynolds may have invented. It's Paper, Scissors, Stone with noises. Oh, ah. brilliant. I'm going to call two of you out. You both make noises. I ask what your noise was. Then I say which thing beats which thing. Does that make any sense? Not really. Let's yeah. play. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> First up, it's Will versus Mark. So it's a noise each, one at a time. And uh, have your noise ready, please, in your heads, and then I'll say what wins. Three, two, one. <laughs> so helicopter versus B. The, the helicopter wins because Hooray! it's a lot bigger and harder than a B. <laughs> so one point to Mark. Good game. And the game is going pretty well. It's now it's Ed versus Joe. Three, two, one. <laughs> Okay, so it's is that a train, Ed? No, it was a um, oil tanker. <laughs> oil tanker it sounded like a crow. Oil tanker played. Did you get mine? No, uh, was it like a cluck or something? Uh, oh, a burp. A burp. Mm, yeah, interesting. I think the burp wins that. I think the burp on what grounds? Well, I don't think an oil tanker will destroy a burp, but no. a burp, I think, could destroy an oil tanker. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, agree. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ben. Okay. Uh, ben versus Mark. Three, two, one. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's the saxophone, and in particular, Kellis Whisper. Yeah, quite. Plays. What was yours, Ben? It was a big button getting dropped on the floor. <laughs> oh dear. Into into a saxophone, maybe. Possibly. Blocking it. And winning the game. Well done, Ben. You've got a point. <laughs> God, I love this game. Uh, it's Will versus Ed. Three, two, wait, wait. one. Move. <laughs> it's cow versus... What was your one, Ed? It was a, a wolf. Oh, wolf versus cow. Woofing. Woofing. Hmm. The cow wins. <laughs> Why would a cow any com- win? Any complaints? Yes. A wolf would be a cow on every... Oh, so the wolf wins. 
No, unless the cow sat on the wolf. Oh, cows are quite dangerous these days, aren't they? That yeah, one is. True. And it was, a, it was a pacifist wolf as well. The cow wins. Well done, Will. Thank well, you. Joe versus Ben, and that'll be the halfway mark. And then I'll talk up the scores. Joe versus Ben. Three, two, one. Is it wind versus crisps? I know, it's the sea. The sea versus Chris, one winner there. Chris. The sea. Polluting the sea. They get soggy. Uh, They won't even get polluted, I don't think. Okay. So it's all fine. Uh, Mark versus Ed now, and I think we'll speed it up. Three, two, one. (laughs) (laughs) Donkey versus Spanish. Mariachi. Mariachi band. No, it's Uh, La Cucaracha. Well, the donkey's going to run a mock through them. Mark gets another point. Joe versus Will. Concentrate on the game, please, Joe. Joe versus Will. <laughs> Three, two, one. Oh, where's Will? He's cheating. Will? Will, you're on. Sorry, I muted it. <laughs> we're doing, Will, we're doing a podcast. It, you've got to do the podcast, Will. Have you got your noise ready, Will? Yep. You're playing against Joe. Cool. Three, two, Easy. one. Computer shutdown. <laughs> it's the phone versus monkey music. <laughs> no, monkey music wins. It wasn't. It's was drum and bass. Oh, it's a drum and bass. Yeah. yeah. Oh, then I think the phone wins. Uh, Joe gets a point. Ed versus Ben. Quick as you can. One, two, three. <laughs> was that squirrel? Uh, sorry, seagull versus meteorite. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> meteorite wins. <laughs> I mean, the bigger, the better, really. Uh, Joe versus Mark. Well, you say that. Oil tanker got beaten by a burp. Yes. <laughs> a big totally burp. A big burp. All of my suggestions. Joe versus Mark. Three, two, one. Come uh, by. Come by. Oh, OK. Oh, that's nice. Farmer versus belly. Joe was <laughs> hitting his belly. And shepherd. Give, give the point shepherd. to... Shepherd. The sh- yeah, give the point to the shepherd there, because he's probably got a belly, hasn't he? He has, yeah. He's a fat so shepherd. He's, uh, yeah, fit. and finally, Ben versus Will. Three, two, oh. one. <laughs> <laughs> the return of the bee versus the frog, I think. Big frog. Uh, sorry, how big was the frog? Toad, maybe. About this. Uh, a foot. A foot. How big was a bee? A metre. Ah, the bee wins. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Winner was Mark Brown. Hey! Well done, Mark. Yeah. You win a green T-shirt, Mark. <laughs> Can't wait to see this green T-shirt. <laughs> but I wonder how Mark Watson's getting on. Ah. I was wondering that. You are going to write another song now. I'm going to write it with you. Yeah. It's going to be a, a mysterious children's song, please. A mysterious children's song? Yeah, we're going to do alternate words. Yeah. Uh, there should be some sort of rhyme scheme. Then the band will turn it into a song uh, for the end of the episode. Right, very good. Good, good, good idea? Uh, great idea, may I yeah. say? Uh, it doesn't have to be too long, probably eight lines, something like that. Yeah. Uh, would you like to go first or second? I'll put you in first. All right, then. It's a mysterious children's song. They went... In a car. That's one line. Yep. We, this, the tune that we're putting on here will probably not be the tune. No, named, but it, just, it, it helps, helps us to write, doesn't it? It helps yeah. us to... Okay, so they went, went in a car. They... So, yep, yeah. oh, they went in a car. They all had some tar. They've all got some tar. So, so we're doing, okay, so we're doing A-A-B-B right? I, think it's, I think it's couplets, basically, yeah. Okay. So we don't know who they are yet, but we know they're in a car... And for some reason, they all had some tar. Some tar. Interesting. Mm. Why did they have the tar? <laughs> Just so more A, 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 A. 
yeah, it's awkward, isn't it? But it's, it's, well, it's otherwise right. the tar becomes elephant in the room. Yeah. We don't know for people. I was going to go for sure, but it doesn't mean rhyme with tar, does it? Well, no, and also I've, I've gone for the number four. Oh, okay. Ah. We don't know four people are. Yeah, so it, I think it ends up being, why did they have the tar? We don't know. And then four people are is a new thought, which goes into the new line. Ah, we don't. So, so it goes A-A-A and then a non-rhyme. Yeah. And then we start a new line with four people are watching the kids. Then a new line, is it? Yeah. Rhyming with kids. Yeah. They all uh, did. Oh, is that the end of the line? Yeah, strange sort of rhyme. Interesting, the line gets shorter and shorter. Maybe a big pause between all and did just to let the music catch up. I think so, yeah. Sometimes the music has to catch up. So four people are watching the kids. They all did. Yeah. And one more line ending in ids. If they decided to skid. Yeah, that'll do. And then there's the last sort of throwaway line again, I suppose. I think you start it. We don't. No. And that becomes right, so, a, that's a uh, motif, yeah. then. That's nice, I think. So that's the end of the song. So um, one of the guys from the band will turn that into a, into a real song. I don't think that's the worst song I've ever heard. No. No. Not, not by some distance. Not by a hey, long way. It's time to play a game of which musicians does Alex think Mark and Alex look like and which musicians does Mark think Alex and Mark look like? Oh, that's a good... So, I know that, yeah. yeah. So please write down three musicians that you think I look like and that you think you look like and I'll write down three musicians that I think I look like and that I think you look like. And then if any are the same, that means we definitely do look like that person. Right, OK. Matt Hancock's not uh, in no, music, no, is he? No, he's not a musician. No. He, he does sing karaoke, but it's not... Same thing towards it. Give, give me a shout when you've got yours. I've got course. three of mine and just one more of yours to go, I think. Oh, yeah. not bad speed. I've finished. I've just finished. Yeah, I think I'm fine. Should we take it in turns then with the people? Yeah. All right, well, uh, I think you look like Kelly from the Stereophonics. Oh, I didn't have that. Okay. I think you look a bit like Chris Martin out of Coldplay. Yeah, I got that. A bit Damn gappy you. teeth. Yeah, I promise you. Would you believe it? I put Chris Martin a bit gappy. Unbelievable. So I look a bit like Chris Martin. Uh, I think you look a bit like the one from Green Day. Ah, yeah. No, I don't have that. Okay. Uh, Ringo Starr? No, I don't have that. No, no, I don't think you look much like him, to be fair. I think you look like Zayn Malik. Ah, from One Direction, then. Yeah, I think so. No, I I don't have that. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I've got got Bjork for you, but I I don't think you Mm. do look a lot like her. No, I didn't have Bjork. Have I done? I've, so I've done three for you. Yeah, we've done three each. Yeah. So I do. I do. I think I look a bit like Shane McGowan from the Pogues. Oh, that's not because of the teeth again. Yeah. Who do you think you look like? Well, uh, Josh Groban. Who? Yes. You know, I get quite a lot of tweets about looking like him. Yeah. Okay, I've got me also looking. I've done Chris Martin because you did that. Uh, Madonna or Seal? <laughs> because of the again the gappy teeth. Yeah. I've got James Blunt because he's got a sort of longish face. Yeah, and I'm I'm out now. I think. I've also got one more. Well, Whitney Houston, but I don't know how much I do look like her really. I just needed <laughs> okay. someone else from the world of music. Well, it's a great game. It turns out that I look like Chris Martin, and that's the end of Yeah, that's, but that's, that's, all, that's all we've learned. I'm glad to get one, actually. Oh, I've got a sensible question time. Ah, sensible question. Oh, actually, one from the band and then one from me. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's either the bassist or the pianist. Yeah, so it's either old your man or uh, we've done a yeah. Joe, haven't we? Do you want to just have a stab at a name? You used to get another Joe, but it's not the same no. these days. Oh, we'll go for the pianist thing, the, the new Joe, Joe Mark II. Yeah, Andrew. Yeah. 
Something like that. Okay, he says, it's quite a long question, 44 seconds. We'll rattle through it. <laughs> Hi, Mark. It's Ed from the horn section. Let's play a little game. In 1983, I got the video of It's a Wonderful Life for Christmas from my dad. In 1984, I got a food processor and an I'm with stupid mug. In 1985, for Christmas, I got a new suit. And in 1986, for Christmas, I got a CD player. Which fictional character am I? Bye! Hmm, good question. Oh, that's hard. Hmm, what are you thinking? It's a wonderful life. I'm a stupid mug. Food processor. Suit. And this is all in the mid-80s, so this is a character mm. that was born in the 60s. Hmm. Oh, interesting that? stuff. Hmm. Hard one. You want to have a stab at it? Well, I suppose it could be... See, looking at someone that's... Um, is, oh. it, is it Kelsey Grammer's character in... Is it Frasier? No, it's actually from a book. Oh, hang on. Is it my book? It's your yeah, book. Yeah, it is. It's my character. It's the narrator of my book, Bullet Points. Would you Correct. believe it? Got he it. read it around 0405 after hearing a good review on the radio. He hasn't picked up a book since. Oh, that finished his relationship with books? Yeah, and then he puts in brackets, not really. It was good, though. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Would you believe it? It's funny that I almost forgot that myself. Well, well it's been... It from Frazier. Well, that's the best question so far, I think. We'll Good agree question, that. because that someone's properly engaged with me as a person now, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, blimey. How are you all feeling? Invigorated. Very tired. Very good. What's that, you all need a rest? Yeah. No, I'm invigorated. Yeah. <laughs> I need a rest. How are you feeling now, Mark? Even more invigorated. <laughs> mm. He's not it ball, sounds to he? me like you need a little sit-down. Oh, yeah, I need a sit-down always. How are we feeling financially, guys? Insecure. <laughs> well, the good news is I found us a sponsor. So, so we can Thank all have God. our rest and count the money as we play in our advertisement break. Would you like to meet like-minded orthopaedics near you? Maybe you're an orthopaedic surgeon, a spine specialist, or maybe you're just curious about the correction or prevention of deformities, disorders and injuries to the musculoskeletal system. Call chat back. Live... Love Spines. Call 0891 Spinal. That's 0891 774 625. Chat back. Chat. Chat back. Beautiful. Oh, very nice. Lovely. Very nice and very lucrative as well. How much are we getting for that? £4,000. Whoa! Not, not Four bad. £4,000. One each. £4,000. £4, and a kick in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's £4,000 and a kick in the balls. So, and that's each. Take each that. ball. I'll take it. Well, I enjoyed that. But it would be nice to hear from Ben, the drummer. Have, you got, a joke? have you got a joke for us, Ben? Yeah, I have. Uh, hey, Ben. <laughs> Hi. Which Transformer is very rich and can get you anything you want whenever you want it? Amazon Prime. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Good stuff. Oh, I'm just hearing. <laughs> we do have time 
we do have time for the podcast within a podcast called What's in Your Rubbish Bin? What is in your rubbish bin? But what is in your rubbish bin? But what is in your rubbish bin today? Yeah. So for the past fortnight, I've been hiding outside the house of a lady whom we all respect hugely. And yesterday I managed to steal her bin and I've got it with me today. Yes, in my hands, I've got Miley Cyrus's bin. Oh, and yeah, she- cool. I've been watching her today. <laughs> and she's on the line with us to explain her litter habits today. Hello, Miley. Today I'd like Joe Auckland to play the part of Miley Cyrus because unfortunately Miley Cyrus had not agreed to come on the podcast. <laughs> Hello, Miley. Hello. Oh, where are you from? <laughs> Cornwall. <laughs> Are you? are you excited for us to go through your bins yeah. or are you dreading it a little bit? I don't mind. <laughs> well, I'm now going to list the contents of your bin and then we can have a quick chat about it. Here we go. What is in your rubbish bin, Miley? What is in your rubbish bin, Miley? What is in your rubbish bin, Miley Cyrus? <laughs> <laughs> Two bags of feathers and eight more bags of and a pot of cucumber and spring onions Bamboo, loads of it, flipping and beets And some sort of grain stuff and a whistle that makes a quack sound Some more beans, three loaves of bread A bunch of nests all tied together with twine and stuff A book about mallards, a pair of wings, some super glue a big pool of water at the bottom of the ducks and a chicken disguised as a duck. Miley Cyrus's bin. <laughs> Quite a lot of stuff in your bin, Miley. Wow. Big old bin. Can yeah, you do no, an accent, please? Yeah, bit, uh, accent, please. Um, deep deep po- south, she's from. No. Of Cornwall. Like, Cornwall. <laughs> yeah. Deep so St Ives. Miley, apart do from the care? bamboo, apart from the bamboo, they all seem to be duck-related, Miley. Hmm. Why are you throwing away so many ducks and so many duck-related items? Well, Alex, I'm glad you've asked. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We recently had a duck infestation. Okay. Due to the pandemic, all the ducks have taken up residence in people's houses and (laughs) they were chewing through the wiring. But why were there so many loose beaks in your bin? (laughs) They chewed so hard that they chewed their own beaks off. All right. Um, there's wings and some super glue. Are you definitely not planning to... I tried to fix them. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I think that genuinely probably explains everything. There was plum sauce and a pot of cucumber. Mm. Well, my first plan was to eat them all. <laughs> and I ate 350. Right. But then <laughs> couldn't eat the rest, so... So they didn't need the rest of the plums. Plum sauce. Okay. okay, if you quickly deal with the bamboo. I got confused between ducks and pandas and thought pandas. ducks ate bamboo, but they don't. And, right, and finally, why was there a chicken disguised as a duck in the bin? We had a game of hide-and-seek. The chicken was trying to fit in, <laughs> a blend in amongst all the ducks. Great answers. Thank you, Miley Cyrus. All the best. Well, that's lovely from Miley. But now let's go back to our guest, Mr Mark Watson. Mark, it's a final question from the band member. Do you want to have a little stab at his name? He plays bass guitar. Dean. This is a question from Dean. <laughs> Hi, Mark. It's Will here. My question is, what does TARDIS stand for? Ooh. 
Now then. Qu quick question. I like that. Just... Sort of thing that some people definitely know, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you're welcome to Google it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'll just find that out. Might I think well. I might have known this at one time. Is it like, I mean, do you watch Doctor Who and stuff? No. I'd never I really. Tried, I watched the latest series with the kids, and we did watch it all. But I, weird, I just don't think I'm a sci-fi guy. I don't think I am either. It's, I don't we're not think sci -fi it's. Guys. We're not sci-fi guys, but you can tell, Will. It sounds for uh, time and relative dimensions in space. Well, Will says time and relative distance in space. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he's got it wrong there. So um, that was a nice bit. All right. So, Mark, is there anything you want to say at this point? Well, I, mean, I think it's been very nice. A very nice chat, actually. Yeah. I, well, I was really wondering if you wanted to direct anyone to anything. But if you do that, you have to um, shout one word, whisper one word, shout one word, whisper one word. Um, That's fine. Yeah. Well, I suppose yeah. I should mention my new novel. So, Well, you can. And afterwards, I will tell you. Well, I'll tell you now. But uh, in fact, before it, I am a third of the way through it. I'm very much enjoying it. Oh, I got a copy from nice. Virgin Radio. It's very weird reading a book written by someone you know. Yeah. A, fic a fictional book. But this one, I've completely forgotten it's you. Oh, that's good. It. That's definitely good. So I think good. that's a good sign. I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got Go to shout then. and then whisper. Yeah, shout and whisper every other word, please. Okay, yeah. so fine. Okay, so. Um, my novel contacts is uh, out on October 29th. Yeah, but this will this will be out already by then. This so this will oh, be. Oh, you're, you're has, right. You're has right. Been out, of course, has been you're out. right. Of course, you're right. Mm. You can buy the novel if you like. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do, isn't it? Well, it's a nice way to finish. I think it was quite climactic. Um, our mysterious children's song will play very soon. Oh yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, that's the end of the podcast. I think it's been and a it, nice podcast. Yeah. If you could also say that's the end of the podcast, Wait, then I will I will cut you off. That's the end of the. podcast. We're nearly done, everyone. But I think it'd be nice to hear one more banging song. Who agrees? Yes, Ooh. please. Yes, please. And who's got the most banging voice of them all? It's not you, Mark. It's not you, Willip. It's not you, Ben. It's not you, Joe. <laughs> so let's hear it. There's a light in my kitchen, but I don't know how to turn it on. There's a switch up and switch it, but I must be doing something wrong. Let me tell you, cooking dinner ain't the walk in the park. You just try to find your nuggets when they're cloaked in dark. Yeah, there's a light in my kitchen, but I don't know how to turn it on. And there's a light in my bathroom, but I don't know how to turn it on. There's a pool switch I've been pulling, but the light in there has never shone. Trying to fill your bath is the thing you'll regret You just try to find your nuggets when they're dripping wet Yeah, there's a light in my bathroom, but I don't know how to turn it on And there's a light in my bedroom, but I don't know how to turn it on There's a lamp, I've been lamping, but I think the light bulb is gone It kind of has its upsides when the moment is right there's nothing like my nuggets seen by candlelight Yeah, there's a light in my bedroom But I don't know how to turn it on It kind of adds its upsides just to say my disgrace No one wants to see my very special face Yeah, there's a light in my bedroom And maybe I'll keep it on Yeah, bravo! 
is the end of the podcast. However, I do want to say stay tuned for more stuff, dingles and a funeral song, of course. But thank you to Joe Walker, Joel Porter, and of course to Mark Watson for being the best guest ever. Thanks to you for listening. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Because we are regular guys. Say goodbye, everyone. I've got a follow-up question to the podcast that I forgot to ask you. Ah, it's a follow-up question to the podcast. What song do you want the horn section and I to sing at your funeral? Ah, you're, you're we're coming. We're coming, we'll do it for free. Ah, oh, fair enough, that's it. It's just they're quite expensive, aren't they, funerals? Yeah, so that'll be a weight of your um, bereaved relatives' minds. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they budgeted for a band, you see. Um... Any song will do it. Yes, all right. Let's have a tiny think. Um, I wouldn't mind. Uh, well, a town called Malice by the Jam, actually, I think would be quite fun. Okay. Well, it's a very upbeat song. I think it would get people sort of uh, cheer them up a bit. Okay, well, we'll sing it at the end of the podcast as well. Yeah, great. But that, so then I'll be able to see it without, you know, I won't be dead. Yeah, um, but it will just be me and one instrument because of the limitations of Zoom. What instrument do you want us to do it on? <laughs> um, I think, well, I think maybe, have you got all of the horn sections instruments to, at your disposal? Yeah. I think sax would be good, maybe. A town called Malice, Alex Horn and the saxophone. Yeah, I think so, yeah. All right. Mark Watson will be sorely missed. Stop dreaming of the quiet life Cause it's the one we'll never know And quit running for that runaway bus Cause those rosy days are few And stop apologising For the things you've never done Cause time is short and life is cruel But it's up to us to change this town called Malice Thank you, Mark For everything you've given us And now Let's change this town called Malice ideal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. It's Dingle time. Tingle time! Yes, Dingle time. Tingle time! Dingle time. Dingle time. 
Tingle Time! They're cute and cuddly animals, they're truly irresistible. They all have a ghoulish twist, and that is why you can't resist. Huggagools.co.uk Huggagools.co.uk There's Lampire, Zombie, Penguin, Stein, they're friends of yours and friends of mine. Eminently Huggable, that's why you need Huggagools. Huggagools.co.uk Huggagools.co.uk When Adam Campbell comes to tea, you gotta give him what you got. He needs to eat, he needs to drink, he might need to smoke, and all them things, they gotta be hot. It's Adam Campbell. Frank down. Get up. With Frank down. Get down. With Frank up. Oh. Get up. With Frank down. We all need to get up with Frank down. Cause Frank down is the man around town. We'll all be in our dressing gowns. Cause he's ten years old and probably gets up too early. Oh, Auntie Sarah's gravy tastes just like chocolate pud. Cause Auntie Sarah makes it the way all good aunties should. She takes half a pound of chocolate cake and 15 chocolate biscuits, then mixes them with chocolate sauce for an hour and 15 minutes. And when the mixture's gooey, she chucks in a toffee crisp, two Yorkies and a Milky Way, then whacks it with her fist. She puts it in the microwave, then count from one to six. And when it's done, I pour her gravy on my Weetabix. One, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. And when it's done, I pour her gravy on my Weetabix. Thank you, Auntie Sarah. Thank you, Auntie Sarah. Thank you, Auntie Sarah. Thank you, Auntie Sarah. Thank you, Dan. <laughs>